welcome to How's Your Presence. This show is produced by Business Radio X, and I am Mark Galvin, your host. We are coming to you live from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio inside the Sinesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel. Folks, welcome and thanks for being here. Uh, this show is, uh, we typically like to have a guest join us here on How's Your Presence at Business Radio X, but there has been some great things happening this week in the world of social media that we thought we would run a solo show. We're going to talk a lot about what's going on in the world of Facebook. But before we get there, just a reminder, here's what we do on How's Your Presence. We're always creating content that you can go to our YouTube channel and answer a question. Here's some things that we've talked about recently. Some of our shows are simply titled, How to Strengthen Your Cybersecurity. Another one is, How Music Can Make You a More Successful Business Person. Now, I love that because I love music. Here's another one, How to Achieve Organic Growth. We would all like to see our social media blow up, which is the side of, um, that's the side of social media that we don't have to pay for, and that's organic growth. So talked about that somewhat recently. If there's ever anything that you would like for us to talk about, send us topics. You can find us everywhere on any of our social media handles. It is, we have a universal social media handle, and it's ePresenceME. That's ePresenceME because it's all about you. Or just hit us right here on the show. You can send your comments to us. We'll look for those topics, and we will add those in the future. Even if, you say, you run across a guest, send us a guest name. We'd love to hear that. If you're tuning in live, we would love for you to send us any questions. And today, especially because we're dealing with Facebook, we would love for you to send us a question. If there's something about Facebook that you would find uh, you would like to throw in as a discussion item, send it to us. We would love to hear that. What are we going to talk about today? We're going to talk about Facebook, and here's why. This week... The Wall Street Journal has a series that they're putting out there called the Facebook Files. And you may have seen it. They've already dropped three articles this week. I think they're going to have another one coming out tomorrow. And you can, uh, here's the goal here. We're going to go through all of the data that they've already dropped to save you the hassle of even reading any of those articles. So we'll hit all those highlights and have a, uh, have a conversation about that. So, if you want to find this show in the future, all you got to do is look up for, look for the title ePresence, How to Manage Facebook in Light of the Challenges Facebook's Having. If you're here for the first time or you're a returning listener or viewer, we'd love for you to subscribe. So, if you see right there on the screen, hit that subscribe button. Here's why we'd like for you to subscribe you'll get a notification when we go live. And what a cool thing. Here I am at Business Radio X. Mike Salmon and his team have developed, a, have, have created this awesome format where we get video here at Business Radio X. We so appreciate all the work that Mike's doing. If you are subscribing, you'll get a notification that we're live and you can pop in and get involved in the show. We'd, we would love for you to do that. So today, what we're going to do is we're going to get deep, deep into, into Facebook. So let's talk a little bit about these, um, this Wall Street Journal series. In fact, I'm going to read the header of, uh, that came right with the, fi the Facebook files because I, I think they did a great job of describing this themselves. So the Wall Street Journal is doing this series called the Facebook Files. Here's the 
opening of that series, um, Facebook knows in acute detail that its platforms are riddled with flaws that cause harm. And in many ways, uh, the company already understands this. That is central to the findings of a Wall Street Journal series based on the review of internal Facebook documents, including research reports, online employee discussions, and drafts of presentations to senior management. So I I certainly love this. What's going on here is somehow the the Wall Street Journal got inside Facebook and was able to see their internal chat docs as well as emails. They go on here to say, time and again, the documents show Facebook's researchers have identified the platform's ill effects. Time and again, despite congressional hearings, its own pledges, and numerous media exposés, the company didn't fix them. The documents offered, uh, offered perhaps the clearest picture thus far of how badly or how broadly Facebook's problems are known inside the company up to the chief executive himself. Now, if you're if you're watching this and you got a question or you want to know where all this is, we're putting all the links in the show notes. So the link to the Facebook files will be in our show notes, but if you go to the Wall Street Journal, you'll be able to find all that info. So, here's what they've done so far. They've got three topics that they've dropped this week. The first topic was that they um, they found they have a um, a secret list well, it's, it's not quite sec- so uh, secret anymore. It's a list of 4 million users. And those 4 million users, oh, they have a different standard. <laughs> they, they don't care if those users, well, step outside of the rules that Facebook set for the rest of us. And I'll talk a little bit about that. I'll get deeply into that. The next thing is Facebook knows Instagram is toxic for teenagers. I'll get into details on that. And I've got teenage uh, daughters and um, have watched them struggle with that platform. We'll talk about what that is, what that's doing. And the last topic that they've covered, and I think there'll be another one dropping tomorrow. Uh, so up till today, the last one is that, where is it? Facebook tried to make its platform healthier but in fact, it's gotten, they call it, uh, Wall Street Journal said angrier. What they're really saying is that there are international destinations, international uh, locations that are manipulating Facebook to, well, uh, for human trafficking and for other things. So we'll get into all this. Well, let's go back. So the first thing is they have a secret elite. Here's the struggle, and, and I get this as a business person. Facebook had extremely important people on the platform that were, well, they were breaking the rules. And when they did, the audience of that Facebook user would get really upset when Facebook would shut them down. Got an example. Uh, I believe it was, um, gosh, and I'm not, a, when it comes to pop music, I'm, I'm not there. Uh, Mike, you'll have to pipe in here if you know this. Um, I think it was Brianna posted a, 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 the cover of a magazine in France where she was, well, didn't have a lot of clothes on. And, and Facebook's algorithm saw that, and it automatically shut it down. Now, you have to know this. Facebook has algorithms that look for words and photographs for the rest of us. And if we post something that is, um, well, it, it has nudity they'll shut it down. They'll take that off the platform. If we post words that they have deemed inappropriate because they promote violence or uh, damaging to other people, they'll shut those down. So here's what happened. Brianna posted this picture. It was shut down. 
And what happened is her followers got very upset that her uh, her photograph was being um, was deleted, basically. And Facebook realized, gosh, we don't want to do that. So all of a sudden, she got a different she had different standards. It is extremely interesting, and this is the big thing that we're running into. I think that we all, as Americans, mostly Americans that listen to this, we all feel like we should have, there's freedom of speech. We should be allowed to say whatever we want to say and how we want to say it. No one should be limiting that. You, know, we, you can't say fire in a, in a theater. We, we know that, right? But we're not talking about that. I am, it is not appropriate for me to go onto LinkedIn, onto Facebook, onto Twitter and decide that I want to kill someone and I would like everybody to go and, and knock on that person's door and try to take them out. That's wrong. I should not promote that. And I think we all can agree with that. But if Facebook's not going to apply the same rules to everybody, then that is a problem. Mark Zuckerberg knows about this. And it was, in fact, bubbled up to him. And in private, the company built this system that's exempting these high-profile users from the rules. In fact, they call the program CrossCheck or X-Check. You get it? Those cross-country runners out there know what that means. So X-Check, and it was intended as a quality control measure for high-profile accounts. Today, it shields... VIPs and companies normal enforcement uh, from normal enforcement and it's just it's really a bad thing so here's the thing if you're going to screw up with your double standard then how do you apply the double standard when you need to and I I come back to and this is not a political uh, point at all but they they shut down Donald Trump and should they have shut down Donald Trump when he was one of these 4 million users? And I think that you could even say that he may have an argument after this article comes out and everybody has seen this, that there are other users that may have promoted uh, something much like Trump, maybe use the same language as him, and they're not shut down. That's the problem with this. I think that the standard should be the standard, and there shouldn't, and there shouldn't be a compromise. Mike's leaning over to his mic. <laughs> well, no, the the big story recently has been how Donald Trump was shut down. Yet the Taliban, Taliban, take over, they took over Afghanistan. They're uh, able to, you know, have their messages on these social media platforms. It's a very good point. Now, and and this is in the, this is Twitter actually that I saw this. I don't know about Facebook. Twitter has said, well, they're not actually promoting violence, right? When they do, we'll shut that down. Well, they shut down Donald Trump's account. So if, and this is my feeling, right? If you're, if you're not going to have a double standard, fine. And honestly, I don't care that they shut down Donald Trump's account. Honestly, I don't. But you don't have a double standard. So then as soon as the Taliban goes in and they, and we know this is going to happen, right? We know, yeah, we think we know this is going to happen. They're going to say something and Twitter should shut them down because that's exactly what they did to Donald Trump. And I don't think Donald Trump ever said anything so overt. He promoted, hey, let's march to the Capitol. There was some other language in there, but let's march on the Capitol. The question is, again, it's not a political thing. It's about double standards, right? How do we make sure or how do they ensure that they're not picking sides on a political issue? But more importantly, if Facebook, and back to Facebook in this case, if Facebook's going to do this, then it it, it, it really, it's a fundamental compromise of their standards and i don't think they can apply the standards to anyone 
right? So I like, hey, you know what? I didn't, uh, Mike, I've never told you this. My wife looks really good in lingerie. And I decided I'm going to start posting that on my Facebook page. Well, that would get shut down because I'm not, a, I'm not one of these 4 million users that are part of the cross-check. That's a problem. What do you think about that? Uh, it's a slippery slope. I yeah. mean, what what do you do? I mean, I'm, I'm looking at a story here that was posted a, a few weeks ago, how Facebook removed more than 20 million posts for COVID-19 misinformation. Exactly. Once you start deciding, okay, and I'm not saying it, the, the, inf- the information may have been wrong, but what about other subjects now that are out there and other things that are just not correct? You, you can't pick and choose. And some information may in fact be true, but not proven true yet. Right, um, you know one of the one of the good examples that I get frequently is the the Chinese lab. So early on, there were a few people on social talking about the Chinese lab is where the coronavirus started, and it was all shut down. No, these are lies. These are lies. These are lies. And then actually, what happened is it's starting to become a little more. Hmm, it's becoming more suspicious. More and more high level people are more suspicious that maybe it did come from the lab. Okay. So they picked a side early on, and it's very, and it looks like, potentially wrong. That's the problem. They're picking sides based on, well, other motivations. Let's just say that. And that's a problem. I I think that that's horrible. There's another part of this story, which I think is really interesting. Neymar, you know who Neymar is? Is that the soccer player? Yes. Yeah. Soccer player for uh, Paris. And really good soccer player. Back in 2018, he had... He was accused of some sexual impropriety. I think she, there was a sexual assault in there somewhere. And he decided, and he knew who this was, who accused him of this, it, although the, it was anonymous originally. He went onto his Facebook page. He posted who she was, where she lived, where you could find her, and photographs of her that he evidently took on, on uh, Facebook. And Facebook did not take it down until over billions of people saw this. Now, if it was you or me, it would have been deleted immediately. Because he's Neymar, and he has a gazillion people who love him, they did not. And she, as a matter of fact, in in quick order, all these other fake accounts started popping up, mimicking her. Um, The abuse that was coming out on on social was uh, effusive, right? And... And, and, and this isn't a question of whether it happened or not. That's not the issue. It's that he broke the rules. He should, that post should never, never have been able to sit there. All right. I'm just checking time. One eye on time here. I, I need to move to the next subject, but very interesting. So this is part of the slippery slope. So the next thing that Facebook did, and I think this is very interesting. This actually strikes at some of the concerns I have as a father. Facebook knows Instagram is toxic for many teens and uh, teen, teen girls especially. What they have found is 33% of girls on Instagram say that it makes them feel bad about themselves. Well, and they don't talk about guys. This is happening for guys also. But essentially this, Instagram features, this is really interesting, Instagram typically features the entire look of somebody's uh, body. What do I mean by that? You don't typically see a, an Instagram photo of somebody's head. Right? Think about that. Think about your own Instagram feed. Never see just somebody's head. They're typically from the from the waist up because there's groups of group shots. There's two people standing in a in a place where friends are meeting. It's great, or they're at the beach, or so on. Right? 
And as a result, teenage girls do a lot of body comparisons and they'll see this is the person and it could be, it could be even, hey, I'm trying to get healthy. I am trying to eat right. And I start comparing myself to the people who are, who are dieting better than me. Here's what's fascinating. Facebook slash Instagram has said that this is not a problem. This was not a problem. And, and actually, they've been in, in front of Congress and talking about it. Mark Zuckerberg said that they, they actually consistently downplayed this in front of Congress. But their internal documentation said that it is over 33% of young girls have mental health issues because of this and have a higher incidence of suicide. Now, they've done some things to try to mitigate this. And, and, and for, so, for example, there is the feature in the menu where you can, in the menu, the back end settings, and this is, you got to dig for it, I'm just going to tell you, where you can turn off the likes feature on your post. Okay, it's great. That is great that they have that feature there. No young lady, no young girl is going to turn it off because they're motivated to get more and more likes. And of course, we got to remember, they want people on the platform. The problem that I see with this is that they know this is a problem and they're stuck. They're stuck because they need people on the platform. And if they were to kick people off the platform, so for example, I don't think young girls should be on the platform. I don't think young ladies should be on social media until they're 18. Yeah, until they're adults. That's really when they're capable. Their brains are actually formed at a, at a, at a high enough level that they... Um, that they're they're mature enough to handle what's going on social media. So ultimately, here's where we are. Facebook notes a problem. They are they they are sweeping it under the rug. They don't want it discussed because it could hurt their pocketbook. Okay, so that was the second article. A lot more information there. Be sure to go check that out. Last topic they hit, which landed today, that they are they're trying to make their platform a healthier place, but it got angrier. And I'm going to read this. This is important. They, they heralded changes in their algorithm in 2018 to improve the platform and arrest signs of declining user engagement. Mr. Zuckerberg declared his aim was to strengthen bonds between users and improve their well-being by fostering interactions between friends and family. Makes sense to me. Within the company, the documents show staffers warned the change was having the opposite effect. It was making Facebook and those who use it angrier. Mr. Zuckerberg resisted some of the fixes proposed by his team because he worried they would lead people to interact less with Facebook. Facebook, in response, says any algorithm can promote objectable or harmful content, and then the company's doing its best to mitigate the problem. So what are we talking about here? What does that mean? <laughs> so, Mike, are you over there? Yep, Mike's at the, at the microphone. So, Mike, when you go on to Facebook and you like to see um, – Mean content. Let's define. Let's let's be a little more um, germane. Let's say you like um, you go on and you like to see terrorists shoot captives. They're you know people they are holding, right? You like it. it now, I know you don't. <laughs> right. That's not something, right? What is it going to give you if you go to see you know two or three of those videos? What's Facebook going to send to you after that? A warning? I don't. I don't know. No, it's going to send you more. Because oh, yeah, because it, see, it sees what you're lo looking at. It sees that that's where you are. Okay, now, another more, um, something that hit, hits home a little more. 
if you're in and you are looking at uh, pro Nazi content, a lot of you know that that type of content, Facebook serves more of it to you. And what does it do? It makes you angrier and angrier and angrier. It makes you, it forces you to feel like the entire world is exclusively this content, which makes you feel like if my entire tribe believes this content, it's got to be real. It's got to be right. And so the algorithm is creating this sort of spiral and, and causing people to be, well, more angry. That's the point. What do you think about that? I agree with everything you say. I, I think it's it's killing mental health. Uh, I'm in this kind of come from the sports world, and I was just at Tokyo, and you have the big story about Simone Biles, right, and mental health, and yep. Osaka, the tennis player. I think so much of that comes from social media. Just last week, Shelby Rogers, the American tennis player, after she lost at the U.S. Open, said, "I'm I'm now going to have nine million death threats." You know, it's, because of it, it, it on my social media. It's unbelievable. Yeah. It, it really is a problem. And, and we we're, and we really haven't gotten our arms around it. And people don't really understand. It's funny. I just got a text message from my son. You got a sec? Uh, I'm a little busy. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you know, that is a, it's such a serious problem. The next step on Facebook, and just pushing on quickly because of time, is they are finding today that more and more third, well, uh, uh, developing economies are, first of all, it's, where it's the fastest growing portion of Facebook users right now is, is on the developing economies. And um, employment agencies, let's call them, employment agencies are recruiting women to apply to their, uh, to their businesses, air quotes there, businesses, and then once these women show up and they get the job, they're they are um, they're actually sex slaves. At the you know you know they're being they're they they end up in the the sex trafficking world, and Facebook is not able to keep up with it. And the problem is is they don't know the language well. So don't forget we're talking about language. This is not English. You know, this is not one of the mainstream languages. What you know, and I don't know the languages in say Africa. And there's all these different dialects. And so they can't create algorithms fast enough to catch the language and to see this. So they need to lay eyes on this and they don't have enough people who understand what was being said and how it's said and that oh locally that's a that's bad. So they have a major problem that in that um, in that human trafficking is exploding on Facebook and all of these locations, and they're they're not getting their arms around it. And here's the thing: they're making deals with local countries, local officials, government officials, because they want to be on the platforms. They don't want them to shut them down. So those officials are well probably in the pocket of some of these criminals. Serious issues. All right, why do I bring all this up? I bring it up because I get calls all day long from business owners that are clients of ours say, what do I do about this, right? Should I still advertise on Facebook? Is this a place that I should spend my time? Here's the struggle, and there is no denying this. Most people, especially in the U.S., are still on Facebook. Last year, uh, let's see, where's the number? Last year, Americans spent more than an average of 1,300 hours on social media, and this is an, on a study from USWITCH, U-S-W-I-T-H, USWITCH, and it was documented by Forbes, and we'll put that article in the show notes. Wow. Okay, 1,300 hours, that breaks down to roughly 58 minutes a day. So 
325 hours a year. That's a lot of time on Facebook. So if that's the average, this is the place where, and, and do keep in mind, Facebook is an older demographic. It is not, mo most of the young folks are going to be on Instagram and on uh, Snapchat and on uh, TikTok. So you need to make sure that you keep in mind that this is where your customers are. If you feel morally that you don't want to be on Facebook because of some of these challenges they're having, then that's fine. But do keep in mind, Facebook is um, the, is really the tip of the spear. They've developed this this unbelievable unbelievable platform. People are on it all day long. Well, not all day long. They're on it 58 minutes a day. And no, you're right. There are people on it all day long. <laughs> there are some. With Very true. And it's a good place to reach a target audience. It doesn't matter that um, that there's other issues are happening. I do think as a business owner, you can still reach out to people on Facebook. Now, what I would do is this. I would keep an eye on it. And if you see your the effectiveness of your ad starting to drop off, then maybe start looking at Facebook, uh, getting off of Facebook. And here's the thing, diversify. If you're if you're advertising on Facebook exclusively, then you need to look at LinkedIn. You should be definitely looking at some of the other platforms. Twitter, I would include Twitter. Do keep in mind of the demographics of each of these. You got to look at those before you start spending your ad dollars. And, and when you mentioned LinkedIn, LinkedIn is expensive. If your lifetime value of a client is less than four thousand dollars, maybe LinkedIn's not the place to advertise. But if um, if you've got the right product, it's the good space. So I would diversify. Here's something else. You should also diversify on the uh, search engine marketing. So that's, I'm talking about Google. And you're, you're buying AdWords on Google. Don't exclusively focus on, on Facebook. If that's the only place you're advertising, then it is certainly time to diversify. Uh, diversify. And then look at demographics. Younger users are going to be on Instagram and TikTok, as I mentioned before. Instagram is the second most used service for the record. Um, it's very popular among uh, Gen Z users. They spent almost 53 minutes a day on that. And Snapchat's also popular with our younger crowd. They racked up 50 minutes per day on the app. So do think about this. Uh, Gen Z users are 53 minutes on Instagram and 50 minutes on Snapchat. Okay, we're, we're, all, we're already up to two hours on, on social. It just shows we are starting to communicate in a different way. Our technologies are changing. And I don't think that running away from social is the right thing. I think we should hold social media accountable. We should hold ourselves accountable. In the future, we need to start building an awareness around social. As a young person, we had mentors in our lives, parents or caretakers who told us, when you go to somebody's home, when you go to dinner, this is how you eat. You say thank you, you say no thank you. All of these cultural things we were taught, we were never taught these on social media. Why? Because social media popped in and everybody started using it. We need to teach ourselves and we need to apply some of these cultural norms to the way that we use social media. For example, if someone is on social and they're saying something that's downright ugly and, and not productive and mean just to hurt someone, we should not all like the post. Because when we do, it reaches more people. We should shut those people down. 
that's what I'm talking about. Culturally, we need to realize that we can we can police this ourselves, but we culturally have to agree that there are norms that we need to follow on social media. Don't say these things on social because if you can't say to somebody's face, you shouldn't say it. You shouldn't create a fake account just to attack someone. Those things we need to build into it, and it really comes, it's not, it's not the government's job to do that. In my opinion, it's not the government's job. It's not school's job. It's those caretakers of young people that are coming up, and we hold each other accountable individually, parents and such. What do you think, Mike? You're leaning over there. I see you. No, I mean, I, I, I just don't know. If, does it work? I just don't know. There's a lot of bad people out there, unfortunately. And right. Unfortunately, the it's the the minority that makes all the the noise out there. And and they they and you, you if if you're a social media user, you think it's the majority. That's but right. But it's it's not. That's right. It is not. The the trick is we have to educate ourselves. Everyone needs to understand if you're liking something that is downright unproductive, define that as you may, it's going to see more viewers. We control this. And I and over time, and I know it's gonna happen, over time culturally we will say that's not gonna work. You didn't say what I thought you were gonna say. Uh-oh. I, when you said earlier, if someone says something and it's it's hateful, you said don't like it. I thought you were gonna say go on there and say, Hey, why are you saying this that's, don't touch it no you, you don't do that it because that's just that's just spreading it even more because of the connection you're engaging you're with engaging it. with them is that and that makes it more popular that's right now all the all the social mediums know how long you're looking at something this is really interesting no, people don't realize this and it is a form of engagement so as something pops across on your screen they know how quickly those images are on your screen that is a form of engagement if you see something just get it off your screen as soon as possible. Don't like it, don't share it, don't comment on it, because that engagement will push it to more people. Because that's just it's just engagement. Yes, you could say something. You know, you're an idiot. Don't do this. It's better just to ignore them, and maybe. And I do think there ought to be a reporting mechanism. To say this is this is inappropriate. You know, the 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 community can sell can uh, help police itself. But more importantly, most importantly, just don't engage. And let those posts go away. There's actually a person, every time I pop onto Twitter, there's this one person who always has some sort of vitriolic post that's nasty, nasty, and he's always in my feed. I never comment on it, but everybody else does. That's, that's the kind of stuff that should stop. All right, Mike, I am, I'm actually over time, so I'm going to wrap up here. This has been good. I appreciate all of you listening. If you have an opinion, love for you to post. Say something here on the post. Jump in on the conversation. I'd love to have hear more of your opinion. At the end of the day, you've got all these communities. It's a great place to advertise. We recommend that you monitor, that you build your business and reach your target audience and just keep an eye on where Facebook is going. And if you don't agree with their ultimate, uh, wherever, whether they're saying, then you can choose not to advertise there. But I'll tell you this, you're always going to want to have your hand somewhere in social media somewhere. Um, hey, folks, if you're looking for me, you can find me all over social media. My handles are ePresenceMG. So the name of the company and my name, Mark Galvin, ePresenceMG is how you can find me everywhere. That's Twitter. That's Facebook. That is LinkedIn. That's my handle. You can also find my organization as ePresenceME, which is also our website, ePresence.me. But ePresenceME is our social media handle everywhere on every social media platform that you can think of. So we'd love for you to inter- interact with us. Send us a note. Give us an opinion of what you think. And um, 
And if you have an opinion, have something you think folks can learn from, your ideas, share that right here on the post. Thank you for joining us on How's Your E-Presence. What is E-Presence? We are social media managers. Here's something else. Call us. We'll manage your social media so you don't have to worry about it. We manage personal company uh, social media. We also offer consulting and training on social. If you would like any assistance in any of those areas, we give anyone that is a listener of this show a 5% discount on all of our services. Just go there. What is that What is that website there, um, Morgan? You'll probably put it on the screen. Uh, E-PR.ME listener is the, is the link to get to our discount page. For this show, How's Your E-Presence, we broadcast live each month each, each month on the third Thursday at 3. But you can listen to any of our shows 24-7 by going to businessradiox.com and selecting the Gwinnett Studio. How's Your E-Presence? It's everywhere. You can catch us on Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube live. But if you're there, please subscribe. So hit that subscribe button so you know when we go live. Later, we always drop all of our shows on iTunes, Google Google Play, we're on Spotify, even your Amazon Echo. So you can find us everywhere. But if you're looking to find us, go to our website, epresence.me slash podcast, and you can find links to everything. Our show, let's see, this show was promoted by Amanda Perch and produced by Mike Salmon and uh, Junior Salmon over there. Uh, the video production assistant is our own Morgan Wood. Until next time, I'm Mark Galvin, and this has been How's Your Presence on Business Radio X. Thank you.